Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey guys, Christine here. So I just want to give you a quick update. So Linda is getting married this weekend. M's mother. So congratulations to Linda. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great submissions for hashtags. Um, I still like for Sherman the most. Um, I don't really care what anyone else says. That is exactly what I'm going with for the rest of my life. Um, but Either way, thank you for all of your submissions. So anyway, point being, M is currently at Linda's wedding in Virginia and truly right now is probably partying it up with Allison and uh, dancing the night away with Linda and Tom. So I wanted to let you guys know that M had to leave a little bit early this week for the wedding and we weren't able to record a full episode. So we do have our live uh, Hollywood Improv show, our third show available that we're going to play now for you guys. And don't run away yet, please, because I know a lot of people don't like listening to live episodes and I totally get that. But I will say this one is really super duper fun. Um, we came out to the song Pony um, and that is going to be our new song now. Spoiler alert. If you ever come to our live show, that is that is the song. Um, and also we just had such a great time and had a blast. And I think you guys are going to really love the stories. They're really freaking intense and crazy. And they're, you know, just as nuts as the episodes we record together. So I hope you guys stick around and listen to the show. And I hope you guys really enjoy hearing Juniper right now, um, pulling all the shades down on the window. Cause that's really fun for everyone. Um, that's all I really have to add. Uh, it, it probably sounds like I just like hearing the sound of my own voice, which is entirely possible, but hope you guys like what you hear. Um, we are also releasing today a listener episode, and this is <laughs> honestly the most nutso one that ever came out of all time, ever, ever, ever. That is not an exaggeration. Eva picked some banana stories for us this week. Um, also, my family is in town, so I've had a bottle of wine, and it's probably 20 minutes until this episode's about to be released. So you guys, what a world we live in. Am I right? It is bonkers. I don't, I need to stop talking. So I'm just going to let you guys listen to this episode. Please do. It's a really fun time. Um, Em and I had so much fun. 
little minor updates. We're coming to Nashville August 3rd and 4th. We're already sold out of VIP tickets, so get your tickets, your regular tickets before they sell out. Uh, we're also coming to D.C. in the fall. There are two other cities we're about to announce, so stay tuned. And we love you all very, 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 very much. Um, and cheers, Linda and Tom. And we love you guys. We love Linda, Tom. And Christine needs to slow down on the wine. Bye. Best walkout song of all time. We, we specifically requested Pony, so. <laughs> we heard a comedian use it earlier, and we were like, oh my god, why did we not think of that? So yeah, it was, we stole it. It's ours now. It was between that and um, Yeah. And Yeah by Usher. Yeah. So You know what this means. This, um. what, we might do a remix. We'll see. <laughs> Hi, guys. Oh my god, I'm so happy we're back. We did our first show here last month, and then we did a show in Irvine, and now we're back. And now it's our third show, so we're professionals, right, Em? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yes, you can tell that. Um, but we were as equally nervous upstairs. We were, like, sprawled out on the couches, like, hyperventilating to be down here. So, mm, yeah, in they, a good way, in a good way. Yeah, the employees love that when we just sprawl around <laughs> and hyperventilate on their well, furniture. Well, Eva had to deal with us, like, zen breathing, but not in a cute way. Like, no, it wasn't cute. It really wasn't. Um, did anyone come to the first show here? Oh. Some people. So, okay, wait. So, whose, like, first show of ours ever is this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you oh, got a better response boy. than me. Oh, my. Okay. Um, all oh, right. that's a lot of people. <laughs> well, you're in for a real weird night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, why do you drink? Me? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were asking everybody. Oh. Yeah, one by one. <laughs> <laughs> one by one, raise your hand. Okay, here, 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 here. Now. I really racked my brain for this one. At first, I was like, oh, I'll probably tell you about um, how I almost broke my foot trying to hang a curtain after um, a couple glasses of wine. And then I was like, no, that's pretty cliche. So then I was like, what if I tell you about how Gio ran into the road? Oh, that's a good one. Last night and the night before. Wait, again? Twice. (laughs) And I didn't notice because I was asleep on the couch. He somehow got out. And just barked at the window until I noticed and saw him running around the front yard. Um, I could tell you about that, but I won't. Oh. Too late. But I'll... That, that was quite a tease. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to tell you this fun thing, which is just the most tragic news of all. Um, so, Blaze and I got... Uh, so, we got a cat recently. Um, his name's Juniper. And um, we bought him a leash today. We put a harness on him and take him outside. We walked him in the backyard, and I immediately thought, "Oh no, I am that person." Well, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Here's the most psychopathic thing about. Oh, that. tell me, please. Is that she got a leash for a cat to take 
him outside uh-huh. when she already has an outdoor <laughs> mesh cage for the All cat. Right. <laughs> so he can already run outside without a leash. You're kind of going backwards and forwards at the same time. I want to give him options. Okay. We, we recently, what was the, we had a party. Oh, yeah. Allison threw us a surprise party. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> no, we had a party. There was a bunch of people, and they're like, what's that thing in the corner? We were oh, like, it's... oh, that's where the cat goes outside. <laughs> it's Juniper's he wants outdoor to jungle gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I just realized I was one of those people, and I had to like have a, mor- a moment of mourning for the times when I wasn't like a cat person, mm-hmm. and now I am. So it's too late for me. So why do you drink this week? <laughs> Uh, I don't I, know if you can top that, though. That was pretty dark. Oh, I, I drink because this morning I was in New York. Oh, boy. Well, this, week, this weekend... Boy, are your arms tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... We've had four live shows, and that joke's been used twice I... already. <laughs> <laughs> and I regret nothing. <laughs> um, this weekend I was in Massachusetts, Chicago, and New York. Mm, that's really And awful. I woke up today at 2.30 in the morning this in California time okay. to get here. And I've been traveling for 10 hours. And I uh, have a sore throat from traveling. <laughs> so everyone should feel bad for me. I was like, you're guilting everybody. It's a little bit kind of awful. Well, I just wanted to... Those are all the reasons I drink. I didn't want to pick one. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyway, so I... <laughs> Eva has, I'm just going to spread the secret here. This is supposed to be a milkshake, but Eva has masked it. It's actually a smoothie to make me feel better. So it was actually, she's like, I brought um, an in and out cup to make it look like a milkshake. We were like, you are the best. To like, fool you all. We don't deserve you, Eva. Yes. We don't. So here's movie magic. It's actually a smoothie. So you never would have known. That being said, I have a ghost story. Oh, man. <laughs> I got real nervous. I I don't know. I got real nervous. I'm done. Let's go home. Uh oh. All right. Oh, that's the name of our show. (laughs) It's called, and that's why we drink. Mm -hmm. Yep. We never say it. So sometimes. Okay. We'll 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 say it a couple times. I'm sure. Okay. During the show. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni. Literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, here's my story, guys. Who has heard of the Pantages Theater? You should. I have. Congratulations. Thank you. It, I tried to find something relatively local. So it is 11 blocks north and 38 blocks east. I think that's pretty local. That's like super specific. I Google mapped it and then counted the blocks. Okay, I was about to say, so. that's not like an increment measure on Google Maps, I don't <laughs> think. It's, uh, 12 minutes away from here. So I thought that was pretty. I don't low. know why you counted the blocks. That's pretty I like weird. to prove to people that I do some research relatively. Oh, uh, you count things. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, also, this is going to be a fun game for everyone. I know, you, I know you came here to see me really do this on a whim, so that's what you're going to get. Because I did these before this weekend when I had this big trip. So I don't really remember much of the story. <laughs> so oh, great. There are going to be a few times where even I'm like, whoa. Those are actually my favorite M stories when we're both surprised I'm like, together. even I don't believe it. That is the fun. Who did these notes? Okay. <laughs> what is Christine, can you believe it? Eva did them. Eva did them. Eva. So, all right. Let's crack into it. Oh, man. All right. You're like reappropriating that phrase that you stopped using for a year. I tell myself I'm never going to use it, but it's, it's the cross I bear, so. <laughs> all right. There's a pretty picture of it. Oh. Start you out happy. Oh, you man. Know. It's so beautiful. Let you know what it looks like currently. Okay. All right. Here's a little... Fun facts slash history for you. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm repositioning. Don't mind me. Okay. I'll wait. There we go. <laughs> sorry. You get, like, the whole table? If I'm sorry. I'm just... You really just took over. Sorry. I'll just stay out here. <laughs> so, it is considered one of the most beautiful theaters in the world... Is 110 feet wide, just the lobby, by the way. 110 feet wide, 60 feet deep, three grand, grand, not crand, three grand chandeliers, two 20 foot wide staircases, grand balconies, and an orchestra pit. That's really. So, like, I have that in my house. That's so, like, like, it's not so dramatic. <laughs> Downstairs uh, in the powder rooms and in the, the women's powder rooms. And the women's lounge. Oh, so, sure. several lounges, except just two, because mm. apparently back then there were only two genders. So, oh, God. But the women's one was decorated with black leather walls. Again, in my house. So, talk about a classy powder. They just ripped me off. So, (laughs) uh, it was actually the last theater that vaudeville and film producer Alexander Pantages built for his 80 theater circuit. So he had 80 of these guys. Jesus. Wait, what year was this? Did we already say that? Mm -mm. Oh, all right. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, This particular building, when he first built it cost 1.25 million dollars then which was the 30s to answer your question. oh there we go which brings a- us to our first and that's why we draw oh man 
So here, so in case you are not familiar with, and that's why we draw, earlier in the week when we're doing our notes, we write out some very cryptic phrases that are going to be involved in our show Mm. and have people draw what they think we're talking about without any understanding of what's going on. Right. So I wrote out Christine's birthday and got some wild things back. I am actually scared shitless about whatever's going to (laughs) happen. You should, because this is actually (laughs) probably the funniest drawing I think we've ever gotten submitted. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. So this is someone's interpretation of Christine's birthday. Oh, God, okay. What? (laughs) What the hell is happening here? Oh, my God. Did somebody, like, fly a drone over my backyard last week? (laughs) This was what Allison surprised us with in the backyard with the cat cat box. We told you. Oh, my God. This is bonkers. What? If I could just keep this as the backdrop for the rest of the show, I would. I mean, everyone has some, like, great boobs. Look at that. They're all just, everyone's. Everyone's having a good time. Wow. So thanks, My birthdays are not that fun, but I mean... One can dream. One can dream, I guess. Thanks, Dominique. So the reason your birthday got mentioned is because the Pantages Theater was opened June 4th, your birthday, 1930. Wow. It had 2,812 seats, and it used to show films and popular musical skits. Musical skits. Just skits. Not like a full show. Not oh, like a okay. Full shebang, just like a skit. Sure. Um, I don't know why that's I mean, funny. I, it's I, not funny. I just don't know what it means. Me either. Oh, okay. So there it is in the olden days. Oh, Clive Brook. Yeah. Good. And in 1929, we're so- Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't read this. I'm gonna be honest. Our stories have some crossover today, Em. I don't know. You don't even know it, but we have some crossover. I don't even know how Mickey Mouse is involved in a serial killer, but I'm excited to find out. A serial killer? Oh, mine. I thought you meant yours. I was like, you're stealing my... (laughs) That's my half. Uh, No, no, no. Okay. We'll we'll find out to be determined. I'll forgive you. In 1929, uh, the year before the market had crashed, and so plans for 10 more floors of office space above the theater were discontinued, but it was supposed to be even more massive and prestigious than it already was. Um, Alexander Pantages was accused of assaulting one of the dancers. What a dick. Named Eunice Pringle. Eunice Pringle? I'm sorry. That was really distracting. That's her name. (laughs) Every time I see Eunice, I just think of she's the man. I'm like, Eunice! Eunice! Wasn't that the name in Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh, yeah. That was the... The um, grandma. The grandma. Yeah. No, Eustace. Eustace. You're right. Eustace. See, she knows. You know what? I don't know anything. Sorry. I'm, I'm treading on your, your story. I'm sorry. No, I'm Eunice, you're only enhancing it. Eunice Pringles. So, wow. Okay. So, William Randolph Hearst. Mm. Mm. So, in the Ooh, LA Examiner, what? he wrote Alexander Pantages as a cold foreigner, because he had recently come from Greece. <laughs> That is the funniest thing of this I'm whole sorry, story. A cold foreigner. What are like weird? Well, like cold, not cold, like icy. Like, okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like I should reiterate. Cold, Probably like, for myself. like, like well, yes, because he was brusque. reporting on the fact that he assaulted someone, and so he was reporting about him as like, oh, he's not a nice guy. Okay, got it. And a foreigner. Just to throw it in there. And Eunice was written about as an innocent victim. Okay. Fair. Fair. 
Um, he ended up being convicted in 1931, and he appealed and then was found not guilty. <gasps> Drink. Oh, shit. I really try. I really did. I was really trying. It sounded very oh, damn it. easily. It escaped quite without any Quite issue. freely, yes. Yeah. You're right. I really didn't put a hold on it. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought someone was raising their hand. Like they had a question. <laughs> They're like, I finally thought of why I drink this week. <laughs> I want to tell you. <laughs> um, okay. So after he was found not guilty, they ended up looking at the evidence again and found out that um, Alexander Pantages was actually, actually was not guilty. And Eunice was hired by one of the big guys, Joseph Kennedy, who controlled RKO, Mm. Um, was paid off by him to make a false claim against Alexander Pantages because <gasps> he had turned down Joseph's offer when he asked to buy out all of the theaters. So, Whoa, I thought you were going to say his offer for sex, and I was like, this is becoming like an wow. HBO special. But no. that's also pretty dramatic. I, I mean, that's, that's a wild story we can roll with, but I don't have that in the notes. So I, I think pretend that that's It's just safe if I keep going on what's on the page. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> So his reputation was still shot, and his finances took a huge hit, and he wound up selling his theaters to RKO anyway the next year. Okay. Um, so really, he could have just sold them to begin with and have skipped all that, but he chose. But why not? The tough road. Be dramatic. So the He's Pantages... probably a Gemini. Oh. I'm sorry. I can't stop myself. I'm You're sorry. You're a Gemini. So um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Pantages Theater... Uh, became mainly a movie house, and it only had occasional musicals at this point. And in 1949, it was acquired by RKO Pictures and became the RKO Pantages. RKO Pantages. Mm -hmm. My notes say to switch slides now. Oh, so okay. Going to do that. Oh, that's fun, oh, isn't it? Looks fancy. So it became the theater for the Academy Awards for 11 years. Okay. Um, it hosted celebrities such as Bob Hope, Fred Astaire, Jerry Lewis, Angela Lansbury, Shirley MacLaine, Dean Martin, Charlton Heston, John Wayne, Bette Davis, and Doris Day. So, like, Betty Davis. Yes. Sorry. No, I was just going and <laughs> didn't know. You're right. I'm, even if you're wrong, I'm just going to say you're right. I think you're right. I'm not right. wrong! Eva, edit this out. So, and... <laughs> What if we just scripted all this to be like... A lot of people are staring me dead in the eyes when they drink, and that's the weird part. <laughs> they're like, I know, I know, you did, like, th you did this, what's happening They're here? like, you've done this to me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In 1953, it held the first ever televised Academy Awards. Oh. Um, and it was home to the Oscars, like I said, for 11 years, and only changed venues because it, the Oscars got so big they needed a different place. Okay. Um... Oh, I lost, I lost where I was. Oh, here we are. In 1954, they ended up selling it out, and in the 60s, Pacific Theaters bought out Pantages uh, to be renovated into only a stage theater. And in 1977, it closed as a movie theater and is now only a stage theater. Okay. So in 2000, it was fully restored, and it cost $10 million well, to restore it. That's nice. And it was... Sorry, that's a lot of money. I mean, you're... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Not chump change. So it was spent uh, to clean the entire place, like take everything, like all of the chandeliers and replace them or clean them. Mm. Um, replacing authentic parts, rebuilding the stage for Broadway touring companies. Um, and they actually built the original 10 floors that they were supposed to build back in the 30s. Oh, okay. 
So the stage play, the Dis- Disney's Lion King, that that play I've came heard of that. to, you know, it's a little thing. It's like a little famous. It came to the Pantages and was so successful that that show alone got the theater to make all of their $10 million back. Holy crap. And a profit. We're in the wrong industry, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all I have about the history, so let's just talk about ghosts. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's. Let's just fold that part away. Just get rid of no that part. No one ever needs to Ugh, see it again. God. Blech. All right. Blech. So, first ghost is of Howard Hughes. Oh, I know him. Do you? Yeah. Because he was in my notes. Who was he? I'm just kidding. I'll just show <laughs> I actually don't remember him being in your notes. I just know who he is. Oh, good for you. I didn't know who he was. Oh. <laughs> I was so, like, I didn't know there would be a pop quiz. No, I said it and felt mean. I was like, oh, that's, I should not do that. Okay. We'll talk about this later. I know. <laughs> so uh, he was involved in RKO Pictures, and he was very regularly at the building for decades. Long time. Yeah. Long, long time. So his ghost is probably one of the most prominent ones that anyone sees. He's seen from the stage. It's so like when you're on stage, you can see him in the seats. Um, he's usually in the last row of the balcony and there have been a few times where security has been trying to clean out, um, all the seats at the end of the day to like have people leave and they've seen him up there and have had to walk up and say, you have to leave. And by the time they get up there, he's already faded away. Um, yeah, spooky. (laughs) There are also sightings of, uh, there are sightings of him walking up the aisle during performances uh, as if to exit through the back. Like, he's, like, not pleased with the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's actually my nightmare. Yeah, Can you there imagine? could be a ghost doing that right now. There's that exit sign. Oh, I would just, oh, I would just die. There are also a lot of ushers who have said that they'll hold the door for him, and then he'll just vanish right before he gets to the door. Now, this guy just sounds rude. He's like, I've got another way to get out of here, but thanks. <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks. There have been so many sightings of him that the historical marker in front of the building actually mentions his ghost, which I think is fun. Yo? Okay. (laughs) Just me, then. Actually, that was so fun. I can't even process how fun that was. (laughs) No, it was. It was so fun. It was so fun that no one reacted. It was really... We all had a great... We all had a good time. Okay. Here's the next phrase. Oh, boy. 1930s gossip. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. I got to give it some. They did quite a good drawing. Uh-oh. Oh, that's very she-she. Uh, and we know she-she. Oh, there's no one that knows class better than us, Christine. <laughs> yes, that is accurate. So, um... Look this... at that. That's really impressive. Yeah, I could not do that. Really? At all. Thanks for clarifying for me. <laughs> I mean, actually, like, my, like, my undercover name is Angela. I just (laughs) just threw this on the board. This is beautiful. So the staff uh, regularly see women walking in the balcony or going to the ladies' room in old-fashioned clothing, and they disappear mid-gossip with each other. Mid-gossip. Which is just so mean to me. Yeah, Like, as the eavesdropper. You're like, what did Angela do? I need to know. Imagine you're in the bathroom and you hear, and then, and then poof. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You're like, you will never believe like, that's exactly- what happened next. <laughs> like, and then you'll never know. And I'm like, but I wanna. 
Oh man, that's actually pretty pretty evil. There are also uh, women who will walk into the bathroom and in the corner of their eye they will see women dressed in 1930s clothes looking at themselves in the mirror and putting on makeup. Oh, that's fun. And then you turn around to check on them and they're gone. It's okay. like just in the corner of your eye. It's yeah. less threatening that way, I think. Mm-hmm. I would still be so scared. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. I, don't I wonder like if it. she's the one they're gossiping about. Oh, like man. Like that bitch in her makeup. Look at them. That bitch in her always. makeup. Always. <laughs> I'm telling you. Always reapplying her lip If gloss. anyone knows good ghost gossip, it's me. So. Yeah, Angela, we know. <laughs> Look how pretty that place is. It is very beautiful. Um, so back to Hughes. He has been seen in, quote, a smart suit mm. roaming where his old office was, and he walks uh, through a wall, which used to be the original doorway to his office. Oh, creepy. Which follows, like, that blueprint kind of thing. Yeah, theory. I love that. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah! Cool. They've- Otherwise, I was going to skim by, and you're all going to be like, what? What is that? <laughs> cool. Moving along. <laughs> Um, staff have reported a gush of cold air whiz right past them when they're in the office, even when the AC isn't on, and they'll feel like a, a breeze hit them on full blast. Uh, that's kind of nice, though. But is he bull rushing you? <laughs> is he like, I mean, getting yeah, you? Or I is guess he blowing in your face. Yeah, that's gross. I really don't know where the where the icy wind comes from, but it's such a. Ri- <laughs> Listen, Em, I'm really funny, and you just kind of have to get used to it. And I know it's hard for you to sit there and, like, listen it's to It's really it. hard to live in your shadow. It's yeah, true. it is. I know. Yeah. I know. It must be really hard. Anyway, people get cold sometimes. <laughs> um, the staff... Oh, help me. Okay, go on. The staff regularly smell cigar smoke, which... I looked everywhere, and it says, which Hughes despised cigars. Like, oh. But, like, enough... Here's the thing. Apparently, he hated them enough that in the afterlife, that's what he chose to smell like. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, well, okay, maybe. Hold on. Because my, I have no. Uh, uh. This isn't my story. Because my, because my thought was like, okay, another ghost smokes cigars. Not like maybe a a live person was smoking cigars, Mm. but like if there's another ghost who likes cigars, right? Maybe that would be the smell. However, apparently, he daily mentioned how much he hates cigars, and so now apparently they oh. smell cigars all the time, and they think, oh, that must be him. But that's, like, the stupidest okay, thing. Okay, but I'm- maybe I have a theory. All right, let's hear it. Here we go. Here's what happened. So I think what happened is he was like, I hate this so much because he really loved it so much. <laughs> you know? All right. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, fuck cigars. But in his mind, he was like, I it was just like a dirt, want like a guilty cigar. Pl- like yeah. A guilty and you know how people are like super, like um, they stand up for something, like they like are super outspoken about something they hate mm-hmm. because like secretly they kind of love it. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. And that's my theory. That's a fair theory. That's a fair theory. Ah. Oh. Wow. That was powerful. <laughs> we are all moved now. You're welcome, yeah. man. <laughs> Anyway, supposedly you regularly smell cigar smoke coming from where his office used to be. And according to Christine's theory, yes. which could be accurate. Is the correct theory. Oh. Um, you also hear unexplained banging noises, like someone is opening and closing desk drawers. Apparently you'll hear like the, the clinking of the brass handles, and you'll actually hear like someone shoving the drawers shut. You'll hear like pens in the cup moving around. Mm. Um, 
Like he's still working, which sounds like true Oh, hell. God. He's like, that's awful. Um, people will check the room because they're convinced that someone's in there shuffling things around. But the room is empty and very cold. So back to the cold thing. Mm. Um, after a break-in that happened in the 90s, the upper balcony was damaged, which was right next to his office. And activity increased as if the ghosts were really mad or upset. Like, really protective of the territory. Okay. Okay. Got it. We're on board then. I think that makes sense to me. So the manager has said that the spirits got very angry at that point, and activity on the second floor increased, and there is now regularly loud banging all over the building, loud yelling in your ear. Idea, Which I don't like. Me neither. Um, And one former employee says that they even heard a frustrated man's voice in the conference room, which used to be his office. Okay. A voice that was clearly mad and upset. I don't know this like, what that's... This all sounds very sad. Like, I don't think... It sounds like he's, like, still working really hard. Yeah. And he does not need to be. And is, like, smoking too many cigars. Or not enough. Or... I mean, maybe he does Who's to say? Guys. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> this is why we do the live shows. We just want you to tell us what to do at this point. So... This is a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, apparently, someone has actually seen a figure of a shadow jump out at them Mm-mm. as if to like play peekaboo like mm, to no that's intentionally fucking ridiculous. to be like ah i gotcha no that's fucking awful no uh-uh imagine me like oh the room's empty Ooh, no no it's not and they're like i thought this would be fun and endearing like fuck you ghost <laughs> that's not cute <laughs> you're right you're no, right it's not it's just mean <laughs> i'm already mad about it <clears throat> um where was i oh, yeah, yeah here we are so in 1932, there was a woman who died on stage during a show. What? So, Christine. Uh-oh. <laughs> good luck. Dun, dun, dun. Make it through this. This is, Don't that's like awful. Um, also, there's no more information than that, which I feel like as a company, what? you should have, you should have more if information. If something happens to me tonight, somebody at least better write like an article like, about like it. Like at least post it on Instagram Just put it or on BuzzFeed or something. Uh... They said potentially she was a singer with stage fright, and she died <laughs> on stage, which becomes me, not you, all of a sudden. It's like, that's actually just the most upsetting thing I ever heard. She's like, I have stage fright, so... but I'll overcome it. and I'll get there. I, I believe in myself. How awful. That's the most awful thing I ever heard. It's just, like, even more embarrassing because it was a public. Like, everyone yeah. saw. Like, everyone You're saw like, you not succeed. what if everyone sees me embarrass myself? No, everyone will see you die. Like, Especially, like, horrible. All your friends and family like, oh, you'll do great. And they're like, oh. Oh, no. This is exactly the opposite of what we Emma told Tur- them. <laughs> it's really bad. It makes me feel really sad for her. Yeah. And yet I can't stop laughing because it's just so absurd. Okay, I'm I just, sorry. I just imagine the guilt we would give, like, like Allison or Blaze or Eva, and they're like, oh, you're going to do so good. And then, like, our bodies are like... <laughs> <laughs> I would haunt them forever. <laughs> they're like, oh, How whoops. dare you? So, just another angle. I don't oh. know if your eyes got bored, so give me a little, <laughs> give me a little look-see. I wanted to look like I did my research, apparently. It, look, it looks like that. It looks like this place. Yes. Um, so at night, the voice of a woman is heard singing in the auditorium. Is that her? 
Well, me duh. thinks so. I guess. I'm sorry I spoke too soon. Which is ironic because, like, if she died of stage fright, now she's killing it. Like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. But she is. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> But also that makes me think, like, what if I die of stage fright, which is possible. And like And then you're gonna shoot. But come then up I here. thrive afterwards. I mean, I guess you're living out your afterlife. Dreams. I don't know. We'll see where life takes me. And afterlife. So the voice, um, this is how they know that she's been singing in the auditorium. Besides like just like annoying people. She her voice I imagine it's annoying. I imagine it's very annoying. <laughs> Okay, so apparently the voice has been picked up on mic many times oh, shit. on stage while other live people are singing. How irritating That's is that? That's what I'm that? saying. That's got to be the most frustrating thing. Like, I'm tr- I'm tr- you had your moment. You, like, you didn't make it. It's my turn. That's like some podcaster coming up here and talking into a f- microphone while we're trying to it's like, do our me. stupid show. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. yeah. That's rude. Um, she also apparently her her voice carries over the monitor louder than other people's voices. <laughs> so it's like everyone else is like la la la, and she's like la la la, <laughs> like just to make sure you know what's going on. Wow, I identify with her so much though. <laughs> <laughs> but can you hear me though? <laughs> oh my god, I love her. <laughs> She's a Gemini. She, yes, thank you. Um, apparently, she, with like without fail, will always show up during um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Everyone's got a jam. That's hers. That's fine. Oh my god! That's um, so good. And everyone in the audience heard. Everyone in the audience heard. And then it also got caught on the monitor. They oh. were like, "Who's that fucking voice?" <laughs> And it was her. Was she singing a song from that? Or was she singing like a totally different music? (laughs) Can you imagine she's singing like cats? And they're like, no. I hope she was singing Pony. (laughs) (laughs) That I would, that's the only thing. She's she's before her time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one time a wardrobe lady actually had an experience with her where she was the last to leave the theater, always the worst person in these stories. Uh-oh. And she walked towards an exit, and the emergency lights all went out. Good. Like, she's in pitch black in a haunted theater. Fantastic. Awesome. She, uh-huh. Mm. Woohoo. She walked towards, um, she walked towards the exit, like, try- stumbling around trying to find her way, and she bumped into what felt like an ice-cold person. Oh. And she couldn't find her way out, so she's kind of grabbed onto this thing. <laughs> she's like, okay. She's like, you'll do. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Carry me to safety. Uh, So in the pitch black, she grabbed what felt like their elbow, and they walked her to the front, and with a, quote, firm, cold hand on her lower back, guided her through the building. So it's like, thanks. What? But 
no thanks i mean to be fair she grabbed this lady's elbow i mean she was she she was like you're She's you're like, my ticket out of here lead me i mean i don't know <laughs> yeah i feel like if i was reaching for something and realized it was cold and moving i'd be like Mm-mm. i'll just stay <laughs> lost i'll just stay lost i'll just sit here in the dark um so sorry i thought she was coming for me and i <laughs> and this isn't about you <laughs> you know christine was going to town don't. on some nachos upstairs don't and why <laughs> why do you turn this on me well i saw because i was like oh i haven't eaten yet and then i was like oh christine did <laughs> they were really good nachos <laughs> that's what it looked like <laughs> i did eat almost all of them in four minutes <laughs> we literally okay so christine got her nachos and then we looked at our clocks and we we're like oh we have to be down there in seven minutes and christine was like i got it <laughs> It was actually embarrassing because Em came out of the bathroom and was like, Where are they? They're all gone. <laughs> they were very good. Oh, where were we? Oh, yeah. She's still lost in the theater. Okay. I was just busy with nachos. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I felt the need to call you I out. I don't know either, Em. I just felt embarrassed and I was like, well, you're going down with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fair. Like, we really can't do that to That's each other. That's friendship. We could destroy that. <laughs> no, no. We're done. We're done now. Okay, we're done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm saving you everything know too for much. You future, know too much. future, future stories. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about someone else. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this girl is lost in the dark and sure. grabbing a cold human. Corpses. Right. Good. A, yeah, probably. Yep. Um, so the cold hand guided her towards the door. And once you, like, push the door open, you know how the light comes in. She opened the door. You <laughs> yep. know how, like, things work. You know, like, physics and uh, I nature? I was trying to be, like, creative in my storytelling. It didn't land. I thought it was very creative. She opened the door. The light flooded in, and then she still felt the hand on her and looked over, and no one was there. Uh. And then before it totally faded away, she felt something, like, gr- like press on her back, like, scratch her to be like, oh, no, I'm ew, still here. Ew, ew, Like, you're not thinking, you're not thinking wrong. I'm here. You just can't see me. What Aha. And then creepo. went away. Creepo. What? What a creepo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be me, though. You'd be like, Haha. Like, I'd be really helpful, but then I'd be like, oh, no, you're, you're going to think about this one later. You'll never forget how helpful I was. <laughs> <laughs> you have to appreciate this. Um, where was I? I who, who knows? Anyone? Anyone want to take over? Uh, hello? Uh, <laughs> it works! Click. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know. I'm used to I'm used to recording and I've already finished my drink, so then I have to like <laughs> clink with my finger. All clink, right, clink, clink. Oh yeah, we were moving on to another another spirit potential demon. You guys ready? Okay. <laughs> Imagine if they're like, no. What if it was just silent? <laughs> it's like, can you get like going on this? <clears throat> All right. Oh, I th- I cleared my throat. I don't know if anyone. Wants oh to drink yeah, to that. drink. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm a. I'm not sorry. Have a good time. Um, so a tall male apparition uh, regularly walks down the hall into Hughes's old office. Um, <clears throat> many say he... You did it again. God. I have, you're a, just... I have a sore throat, okay? It sounds like you're just rubbing it in. But... It's like I'm asking for it, really. I'm like... God damn it, Em. Now you're starting to sound like Christine. Yeah, it's actually a little weird to hear my voice being thrown across the room. <laughs> so uh, others say he also looks very dashing. However, he's in a different suit. Oh. So they're like, maybe that's Alexander Pantages himself. Oh, okay. Uh, which is interesting that he's going into someone else's office. I think that's funny. 
It's like hilarious. Just to, well, just like fuck around. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I mean, when you've got eternity, you might as well like just go mess with people's stuff. That's why. Yeah, I imagine that's what all goes. Like put do. a stapler in some Jello. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, what do people do in each other's offices? I uh-huh. see the connection now. That's uh-huh. actually funny. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I you didn't find know. it funny. I know. I was like, that's funny, but I don't know how you got there. And then I was like, oh, now I see it. That's hysterical. It was a really like quick fire jump for it me. It wasn't you. It was me. I was like, uh, oh, good job. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you should be the, the front runner in this, in this comedy show. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. If you're not already. I mean, yeah. so, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? I don't know. What? I don't know. I haven't slept since 2.30. I don't want to call you out because you're sick. Just keep talking. (laughs) Em, you're hilarious. We love you. I know. I know. I am. I know. So, yeah. You can um, hear the sounds of his bookshelves moving in the middle of the night, um, which I have actually seen in real life. I've seen a bookshelf move by itself. What? And that is bananas. What do you mean? I mean, it literally looked like, like two grown itself. men shoving it, but the two grown men were Where there. were you? I was in Yorktown Beach. What happened? A bookshelf moved. Why? I don't know why. But I do know. Here's the, here's the weird part about that. This was a house that... I, this was when I was doing investigations. and Oh, casual. You know. Investigations. <laughs> and um, there was one house that we... Previously, the night before, we were able to get into, and then we went the next night, and we couldn't get into it, and we didn't know why the door wouldn't open this time with the key, mm. and the door felt stuck, and then the next day, we went in through another door, and the bookshelf was in front of the ah! door. What? Like, it didn't want us in there. And this Ew. is a house that has been not lived in for, like, 50 years. Like, so it's not like... I don't like that. Like, no one, no one did that. That's alive. Okay. Uh... I'm just saying. Oh, man, that's gross. So anyway, this bookshelf also moves. Got it. Per experience, I believe this part of the story. Okay. With 100%. Um, You can hear books and papers being shuffled. I said you can uh, hear pens moving in the cup, but there have been times where pens get thrown at people. (laughs) That's what got you? Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Um. They've also heard, like, the cup fall and all the pens spill out, and they've heard a grown man say, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is for show me as a ghost. Ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're moving on? No, oh, I just, I just really wanted you guys to get a real 360 look on this place, apparently. Oh, this is, oh, it's beautiful. Same place. I know, this is the, the right side. I mean, to be fair, it's very beautiful. It is. You guys, if you're listening at home, Google Pantages Theater. I just feel bad. We're, We're like, going to be putting this on I the air, I, I guess. Listen, ow. This is how we figured. <laughs> Did you just hit your tooth on the mic? No. <laughs> I'm very new at you this. You know what? To be fair, though, I can't laugh at you because we were standing behind that door to get introduced. Oh, and the door true. fucking slammed into my face. That's true. And... <laughs> Entire face got hit by a door. And I heard Christine and Eva both go, oh, and like, you're like, not help me. They're just like, whoa, are you okay now? You're on your own. Oh, that that thing was karma. hit me good, too. Yeah, it hit you right in the face. Okay, so we're even now. Okay. okay. I mean, mine was like in front of a bunch of people, but. <laughs> like that girl with the stage fright. Oh, you're making Uh-oh. your way. <laughs> 
So, God, my worst nightmare. There have been a lot of employees in the auditorium that were by themselves, poor choice, <clears throat> and they heard soft, slow clapping from the balcony, as if he's like, what a dick! Uh, I imagine he's doing that face to have like, mm, I, he's like, yeah, I guess. I guess. Like, fuck, keep that's it up. really rude. That's where we're gonna get at the end of the show. Oh my <laughs> we're God. just like, uh, when we leave, there's gonna be one person. Why are we here? And it's, they're not even alive. And it's Eva. <laughs> <laughs> it's Eva. <laughs> I'm still here. Eva, clap for us at the end, yeah, um, please. Drink. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't even notice it anymore. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying not to say... What? Oh, I was going la, 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 because I was trying not to say the thing that makes people drink. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I think that... <laughs> oh, my. I really don't know where I am. Oh. <clears throat> a voice has been picked up on the mic that was not the singer. It was a man laughing to himself. Okay. Or not to himself. We only just got one voice. He yeah. could have been laughing at several people. But for all we know, he was like, just what thought he was really funny, though. like I think about myself. So everyone in the audience um, also heard a laugh. So like people are hearing people not there singing. They are hearing mm. people not there laughing. And then when everyone goes home, the, um, the monitors will turn on by themselves. Mm. And you can hear other voices of people that are not in the theater having conversations with each other. Jeez. I bet it's those gossipy witches. Yeah, for sure. They're like, now that we have the stage. For sure. Let's talk about Becky again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's correct. I like when you laugh. <sighs> <laughs> See? It's so fun. You know, we got an email today and someone said that my laugh sounds like a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> the actual subject was regarding M's laugh. Regarding M's laugh. And I was, well, I was like, uh oh, I hope I don't have to delete this before MC. Oh, my it. ego is really high. Well, I saw... no, I thought it was going to be mean. No, I went the other direction. I was like, oh, I, can't, <laughs> I was like, I can't wait for a compliment. And then I opened the email and it was like, M sounds like a dolphin. And I was like, it actually yeah. said, M sounds like flipper. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yep. I was and like, so it's like Flipper the Dolphin. I was like, that checks out. You're not really wrong. I was like, oh, yeah, actually, kind of. So, where were we? God, Em. I can't get my shit together. Oh. I even printed you'll this, like in this color one. for you. That is, you did? I did. Okay. Are you ready for a good one? Yeah. So, in 2013, the owner was reported to know of at least seven ghosts in the building. One of them, who is a dog... <laughs> That's a what? A, what a, a wild assortment of reactions. A weird mix. Like, oh, ooh. some like cat calls going on. Yeah. Um, although there is no hard evidence, they everyone who has ever been there by themselves has heard a dog bark, and Aww. has heard a has felt a tail like <gasps> walk past Aww. them, which is. Oh, I did gasp. I gasped. Oh. I did. I did do it. I was like, I'm sorry, Geo. I don't I'm know. Sorry. Oh, drink. Sorry. <laughs> it's a really easy game. <laughs> really, you could stop whenever. Like, we get it. <laughs> We're You're not drunk. trying to give you alcohol poisoning. Um, and as of the 2000s, there are no longer allowed to be investigations because the theater owners know that there are spirits there. They've had enough stories from enough people where they know for a fact that there are ghosts and they just don't want to disrespect them. Okay. So they've taken out investigations. So they just go off of people's stories now from when they're around. 
but most people who have worked there have experienced the dog at least once. Aww. And apparently when you're by yourself, if you get scared, you can hear the dog panting next to you. Oh, baby. Sweet baby, baby. So that counts as a geo reference, I think. <laughs> Sweet baby, baby. Guys, this weekend I'm babysitting him. I'm going to have such a all killer right, time. All right. You'll see it on the Instagram, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so, God damn. You know what? Thank no you for comment. dog sitting my dog. I appreciate it. You're just so welcome. I call it Snuggle Fest 2018. I know. It's actually, Emma's already created a hashtag. It's I, my nightmare, I, truly. I always text Christine and I'm like, I can't wait for my VIP ticket to the Snuggle Fest. That's literally not an exaggeration. I get that text maybe three times a week. I also regularly text her. I'm like, Christine, he's my best friend. He's I'm actually like, my best friend. And she's like, I asked if you wanted me to make you dinner when you come <laughs> it is over. It's six in the morning. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's truly a nightmare. You're welcome. So Thank you. If I'm your nightmare, you've got quite a life. You've got such a good life. I so, have a great life. Uh, oh, when the theater seats... This is a funny one. When the theater seats need to be replaced, I guess one of the um, like routines that they do is they'll put tape on each... Right, chair right, right. to know which ones need to be replaced and in the middle of the night they'll change the tape so you have to like figure out what chair <laughs> so you have to go through and sit in 2800 chairs oh my god to make i can't sure. decide what ghost i want to be <laughs> i want to be all of them um another one of the seven ghosts is a little girl who sings show tunes in the mm. hallways oh my the staff will regularly turn off lights and then the lights will come right back on as soon as they leave the door. So mm-hmm. like they have to just keep going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like a real dick move. Yeah, it's really rude. People have heard heavy footsteps in the hallways when they're alone. They uh, feel someone bump into them multiple times. Like they'll just be walking and go, oh, sorry, to nothing. Which I guess I do. I was going to say, that seems like, pretty standard. You just got hit by a door like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. And I apologized, I think, to the door, too. Yeah, probably. Um, a lot of people have felt a child squeeze their hands. Um, and they've also... Con- this is the weird part. Mothers have kept holding the hand <gasps> because they looked down and saw a child and oh! thought it was their own. Yeah. Like, waiting in line to go into Yuffy. a show. And then they see their kid over there, and they're like, <laughs> Yuck. Um, yuck. Oh, music will play in empty rooms, and when you stop to check or uh, look at the speakers, nobody is in the control room. And a lot of the spirits will make sure that the building is being treated well and work is getting done. So that being said, oh, here's here your last, go. and that's why we draw. Okay. Polite shadow oh, man. Oh, I'm pumped for this. This is a wild one. <laughs> Me That's, after death. That is pretty good. <laughs> what the fuck? So, oh boy. Like I said, a lot of the spirits are very protective of the area and they like to make sure that the work is actually getting done. So, if the staff are not working, they will find a polite shadow man either no. watching them from the doorway um, or politely banging on the walls next to them. Like, if there's a wall here, it'll bang right here so you go, Whoa, and, like, realize you should get off your phone, which I assume is what they're doing. That doesn't seem very polite. No. But also, he will stand behind you and tap on your shoulder, and you'll turn around and see a shadow man mm. tapping on your shoulder to be like, get to work. 
But apparently he's only ever there when you're not working. So it's kind of just like keep you in line. Mm. If you do your work, you never see him. So there's he, your reward. He, um, he has a nice straw hat. Though. I would see him all the time if I was working there. <laughs> uh, they also see the ghosts of multiple well-dressed men walking around the corners into dead ends. And mm. people will follow the person and nobody is there when they get to the dead end. The spirits will watch over construction in the building. Uh, in 2000, during uh, a lot of the restoration, there was a painter that was restoring the theater auditorium, and Hughes was seen walking over the scaffolding and onto the balcony. And when the workman asked what he wanted, he just stared at him and then vanished. And then pointed at a picture of, like, oh, who's that guy? I saw him earlier, and it was Hughes. Ooh. Um, Another worker that day complained that a man in a hat climbed down from the balcony to the scaffolding and stopped at where he was working. And the man in the hat leaned over the painter's shoulder to inspect closely at his work. And later he overheard the the painter, the one in the first story. Mm -hmm. He later overheard that another electrician was also complaining about a man who was leaning over him too closely to watch him work. And he was also a man in a hat. Um... They all discovered that the man leaning over them very intensely was the same person, and they all quit that day, which was <laughs> the smartest thing they could have ever done. Me too. <laughs> and another usher was cleaning out the theater after a matinee, looked at the seats, and saw the same man in a hat that was about to leave. He went to the man, and the man then came back and sat down and waited for the usher to approach him. Uh-uh. So, like, intelligently saw him coming. No. Uh, the usher got up to him and said, uh, you need to leave the theater. The matinee is over. He blankly stared for what felt like an eternity. And when the usher looked down at him sitting in the seat, realized he had no torso. Ah! Listen. He also had no legs in case anyone's oh, wondering if it was just the midsection. Well, I did. I thought he was just invisible in the middle. He had no, no legs. No, he had nothing below his chest, I and he was just floating in the seat I staring at him. like torso-related conversations. And he, like, he was also a man in a hat. So apparently mm. the man in the hat is the creepiest one. Mm-mm. But that is all the ghosts. <gasps> Thank you, Anne. Oh, man. Good job, Em. Thank you. Hold on, let me finish this one. Yeah. This is where our ad goes, usually. Mm-hmm. Because Christine has to finish her wine. Oh, someone said hello. Hello, Fresh. Okay. She did that, not us. It wasn't me. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. 
And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind? Especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast-branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink oh wait do you need a picture (laughs) okay all right tell me when i can show them oh Oh, actually oh here's the fun part i actually don't know what christine's doing so no don't christine's story oh (laughs) Ooh, what a mystery. Ooh. Are you guys ready for a it could be anything. true crime story? That's so much fun. Okay, so this is the story of Clara Phillips, a.k.a. the Tiger Woman. I yeah. know, it's mysterious. <laughs> I really, if I knew you would do that, I don't know if I would have. I've never heard of her, so. Yeah, I know, but I don't. I'm ready to be wowed. You're going to be wowed. So actually, I'm going to take you back to um, the 20s. Well. The roaring 20s. As they are. L.A. L.A. is at its prime. Um, Actually, in the 20s, L.A. finally reached... I'm sorry, is there a fly? What's happening? There's this bug. Are you dancing? Like, what's... (laughs) It's just, like, really, like... Like, interpretive... There it is. It just... It really likes you. I really just want to smack you in the face, because it's like... If you fucking touch me. I mean, me. I won't. But there were a couple of times where I was like, I forgot people were yeah, watching. Yeah, I saw your hands going real close to my face. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I, I swear to God. Roaring 20s. I'm there. I'm back at, I'm there. We're in the roaring 20s. I'm sorry. Are you there? I'm there. I'm there. Okay, get the there. The fly's there too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Take it away. Take it away. Here's the thing. We're in the 20s Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. L.A. just reached 1 million residents. Wow. Big city life. Cowabunga, dude. Wow. This is like ripe for M uh, one-liners today. Loving it. Oh, yeah. Loving it. I was on a plane for 10 hours today. I didn't really get to socialize. So (laughs) I'm feeling real extroverted and chatty. Sudafed. Yep. Oh, there it is again. There's two of them. Am I swear to God? 
That looks like a geo hair. Where did that come from? Drink. Oh, God. All right. Also in the 1920s, speaking of your story, Walt Disney showed up. Mm-hmm. He, he showed up on the scene. Oh, just did, in general. Did his jam. Uh, you know how he did. <laughs> Here, okay, actually, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I got sucked into um, a Walt Disney's Wikipedia article while I was researching this. Isn't it fascinating? It is if you guys don't know anything about Walt Disney and his, like, the whole Disney Just history, the, I mean, it will is, blow your and mind. And I'm not, like, a Disney person, but, like, wow, it was fascinating. So I got real sucked up in that. Have you looked into, like, the, um, the, like, the underground tunnels yeah, and all that? That's yeah. bananas. You know, that's the fun part when you start hitting all the footnotes and you start going. Well, here's the thing. I also, I dated someone who worked at Disney. Mm. I can confirm all that. Like, because... I would be like, is it true? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's really the true. The secret passageways? Yeah, but like, okay, you apparently, do you know the, there's some X-rated stuff going on at Disney in the tunnels, which we're not going to talk about. What? You can't just say there's X-rated stuff and we're not going to talk about I'm it. I'm just going to say people in costumes, get, it gets weird. What? That's all I know. That's all I know. What? And that's why we drink. Jesus, that is why I drink. I mean, I'm out of wine, but well, no, I didn't bring a box. Your runner isn't here today. I thought maybe I did. Um, Eva? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, because if I do that, Eva will literally get up and do it. So yeah, don't she's way worry. too nice. She no, would actually she's too do nice it. to me. She would okay. actually. I'm like ready for like a little person to just run up here. Um, let me tell you about this. <laughs> We're in the 1920s, and Walt Disney is there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's July of 1922. A 23-year-old woman named Peggy Caffey hit the picture button. Oh. <laughs> I feel like a grandma. Hit the big purple button. By the way, for my birthday, Christine took me to Nickelodeon Studios, and we were trying to... <laughs> she took me on a tour, and there was a bunch of children dancing, and she literally... <laughs> what did I do? I don't remember. I was drinking wine. <laughs> it was like a bring your family and friends thing to the studios, and so it was like... On our birthday weekend, she was like, do you want to, like, see a bunch of statues of Rocco's Modern Life? And I was like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> there was a bunch of children dancing in the yard. And she literally goes, Blaze, is that the Bruno Mars? <laughs> anyway, here's your fucking picture. <laughs> You're a fucking demon. <laughs> You're a literal demon. Love you. <laughs> Look, this is Peggy, okay? God damn. You are a demon and a half. My throat hurts. <laughs> Carry on. Where to God. This is Peggy. She's 23, and she lives in Long Beach. We know where that is. Mm. Yep. You're not happy. I'm not with happy with you, no. Okay. Uh, so, okay, she's living in Long Beach. Suddenly, uh, she hears from an old pal she hadn't heard from for a couple years named Clara Phillips. So she, Peggy and Clara had been, um, chorus girls together, and they had actually met two years before when they were playing in a Pantages performance together. I know, right? Wow, a lot of, a lot of full circles here with the Mickey Mouse and the... Can I just do this? How do I... Yeah. Remember, you go... Oh, I go, no, I have no. to count. Wrong way. Wrong way. Shit. Remember you have to say shit. Shit. There it goes. There you go. 
There really is like a you. We no, actually we had to literally do test it out. We go. You shit. have to do it for like three eyes of shit. Shit. There's okay. a whole rhythm. So that's Clar- Clara. Clara. That's her friend that she uh, had met doing the Pantages show. Uh-huh. Um, so it's two years later, and Peggy. Oh, I think there's actually a photo. Oh yeah, there's them in their like. That's uh, Clara in her performance. Gotcha. Outfit. Yeah. What a stunner. Okay. Oh yeah. So the two, okay, so Peggy and Claire had lost touch because Peggy gave up show business to get married and moved to Long Beach, and uh, Claire had kind of continued her show business thing. Um, So it's two years later, later, Peggy is shopping in Los Angeles, and she runs into Clara and her mother. Um, They kind of get to talking, and they're like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen you. And about a week later, Clara shows up at Peggy's house, and she's like, hey, let's reconnect, which, by the way... (laughs) that if someone does that just be like no thank you because that i mean even if it's like through facebook messenger it's like firm pass uh-uh. are like no two ships in the night We're we, done right now. we've pat we've moved past mm-hmm. that um so she shows up at her doorstep and she's like let's go shopping so in case i know you're all wondering um so they did go shopping and they did go to woolworth's and they did buy slippers um <laughs> I know you're. Wouldn't you? I know you're wondering. Um, so Peggy was like, "Well, I didn't notice anything too odd, except that Clara was kind of quiet and like meditative." And um, so she's like, "Okay, well, we're done with our shopping trip. Let's move on." The next day, Clara shows up at her door again, and this time she's like, "I have something to tell you." So Clara, little backstory: when Cl- so Clara got married as a teenager to a man named Armour Phillips who became a successful oil stock salesman in the 20s. So he was like a successful businessman. Sure. And she married him when she was, I think, 14. Woof! Woof. Whoa. Woof indeed. Um, so at this Wait, point... Wait, what year is this again? The 20s? Yeah. Is that like a... Th- is, that a is that a normal thing then? It's fine. This guy goes, yeah, yeah, that's He's fine. like, oh, I've been there. It's- no, no, no. He's like, oh, oh, it's cool. I was there. It's, like, it's not my thing, but... It's cool. It's fine. It's an NBD. Um, All right. I'll, I'll, I'll rock it. It's cool. It's fine. So she was like super jealous of her husband. And, and so at this point, she's 23. And she's like, I think my husband has been seeing another woman. And uh, Peggy's like, well, no, of course not. Like, why would you think that? And she goes, well, I followed him around for several weeks. That'll do it. <laughs> and he was with another 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I realized he has been turning his attentions toward a seductive bank clerk named Alberta Meadows. And Alberta was a 21-year-old widow whose husband, I know. Well, look, if you're getting married at 14, I mean, that's uh, seven her years. Her husband had died when she was 19. Oh, that's wrong. You got to go. I'm sorry. It's a counterintuitive. Button. That's Alberta. What we're not going to do is judge someone on their looks. Listen. I'm I'm sure she has a great heart. Oh, no. Oh, no? Oh, no. Well, okay, then you guys can judge. There's Alberta. Sorry. So, Alberta... (laughs) Listen. Alberta... (laughs) She's 21, and she doesn't look 20. Like, when I was 21... I mean, she's aging poorly. I mean, to be fair, like, when I was 21, I didn't have a set of pearls like that. I mean, also, to be fair, in the 20s, like, they didn't have Neutrogena, you know? Like, she was doing her best with what she had. Right. I think she looks beautiful. Let's move on. 
So I feel like those like girls in the thirties in the bathroom. You're being that that fucking bitch in the bathroom. To be fair, it sounds like you're talking about them because where we I left told you off, that they cross over these stories. Yeah, because you're like you. she says. The Pantages. The Pantages. They performed in the Pantages. I hear you. I hear you. So here's you. here's what happened. Peggy was like, "You're probably overanalyzing this. Um, I don't think your husband's cheating." And Clara's like, no, I know that he has been paying to fix up Alberta's car, and he's also bought her a wristwatch as a gift. But girls can't read time in the 20s. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and she was, apparently, Alberta was like, look at this beautiful watch I got. I bought myself for my birthday. And Clara was like, my husband bought that for you. Oh. So she was like real mad. Um, so then she's like, but let's go shopping again. And so Peggy was like, all right. And Clara was kind of like, you know how there's like a pair of friends and one of them's kind of like, we're doing this. Like the bossy, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's definitely not me. No, that's me. That's you. <laughs> I'm like, Christine, I'm not telling you where we're going, but just be ready on this day. Go. <laughs> so Clara's like, I'm on it. We're going shopping. Clara led them to a hardware store where she bought a hammer for 15 cents. <laughs> Okay, but that's a deal. Yeah, I know. I would also. I would take you to a hardware store too if shit was fifteen cents. I know. I'd buy eight of those hammers. Um, <laughs> apparently, she asked the clerk uh, if he thought it was heavy enough to kill a woman. <laughs> and the clerk, thinking it was a joke, said, "Yes, it is if you hit her hard enough with it." <laughs> Anything is possible if you believe. What's that That's, Disney quote? Like, dream it and believe it, or whatever the fuck? If you dream it, believe it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Obviously, that's what was happening. So Clara bought the hammer for 15 cents. Then they did what um, you and I would do, or any two pals would really do after a long day of shopping. They went to a speakeasy in Long Beach and had a good time drinking bathtub gin for the rest of the e afternoon. You're right. Um, Clara was, okay, so as I said, Clara was, like, dragging Peggy all over town. So, uh, so finally, she's like, Peggy, get in the cab, and we're going back to L.A. And Clara's like, okay, but my, or Peggy's like, but my husband lives here, and I want to go see him. And she was like, too bad, we're going back to L.A. <laughs> she was like, that friend, you know. So she brought Peggy back to L.A. All right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. So Clara bought, brought Peggy back to L.A., um, and they incidentally ended up at uh, 9th and Main Street outside the bank where Alberta worked, um, which I looked up on Google Maps, and incidentally, um, it's now a Nike store. <laughs> yeah. Just do it! She... Good one, man. He's full of one-liners. I love it. <laughs> so... They're waiting outside this bank where she works, right? And they've had several bathtub gin drinks, which I can only imagine is quite a time. I bet you can relate. I mean. <laughs> Listen, in the beginning, when we used to record until 5 in the morning, who knew what was going to happen? Who knew, really? My, my parents are really worried about me. Okay. <laughs> so finally after, okay, so they're waiting there for like an hour. They finally see Alberta leaving work, and Clara walks up to her. Oh, and they've, like, met at, like, a Christmas party or something because her husband, like, worked with her. And she's like, oh, man, it's so good to see you, Alberta. Um, could you give me and my friend Peggy a ride to my sister's house in Montecito Heights? 
And um, Alberta's like, yeah, okay, I guess so. And so the two hop into Alberta's car. And when they reached the end of Montecito Drive, which, by the way, at that point was a like a winding dirt road, like surrounded by woods, which mm. nowadays is like, mm, <laughs> that's not called Los Angeles. Um, it's the exact opposite. It's literally the exact opposite. But so she, they were like in this like forested area of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, do you mind, Alberta, if we pull over and have a private chat? <laughs> Yeah, drive into the city and we'll chat. Mm. Let's go to a coffee shop. Uh, and Alberta's like, okay, sure. Um, so they got out of the car, and Clara asks Alberta if her husband, Armour, had paid for her new tires on her Ford car that they were driving in. And Alberta's like, no, I bought those tires. And uh, Clara's like, well, what about that watch you're wearing? Uh, who paid for that? And Alberta's like, I paid for that, and I can show you the receipt. And instead of being like, sure, show me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Who did that? I love you. <laughs> <clears throat> thank you to my new friend. <laughs> Milkshake is I'm, coming next. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, now I feel like an asshole. Thank you. Thank you. Cheap give joke. Give cheap him joke. a round of applause for real. Thank you. Wow, that was so nice. Thank you. That was so kind. Okay. Whoa, this is going to make this a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So she's like, well, who paid for that watch? She's like, I can show you a receipt. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, um, why don't you show me a receipt? She pulls that 15-cent hammer out of her coat. <laughs> and Check this. fucking hits her in the forehead with it. Like, really hard. <laughs> Like, I feel like I Like, said, hard enough that that hard man was... That the, hard guy was correct. Uh, he was like, I gave her advice, and she took it. I heard what I said. The hardware man. Not the hard man. <laughs> Whoops. You know, what's... Can you... Are you surprised? Nobody's surprised. So, she hits her right in the fucking forehead. Yikes. And I know it sounds like a 15-cent hammer. It doesn't seem... But she hit her right in the forehead. Got her good. Got her good. And so Alberta is still, like, conscious and starts running down the hill. And Peggy, who's, like, in the car, this poor girl. With her new tires on her Ford. No, Alberta's Ford. Oh, damn. I thought someone was going, like, get her. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. No, Peggy's like in the chase. back seat. Like, I didn't sign up for this. You just showed up. Poor and we thing. performed at the Pantages together. <laughs> so Peggy's in the back seat and sees Alberta running down the hill, like, covered in blood so she decides to run in the opposite direction which (laughs) fair but in the article i read that she kind of wrote she was like well i was looking for help which also fair Mm -hmm. but again we're in fucking like mystical world los angeles where there's no fucking houses for miles like i don't know what world this is but so (laughs) she starts running she can't find anybody who like lives in this part of town um, so she kind of like turns and sees both of the women like, running back up the hill toward her. With fucking, <laughs> it's like, it's ridiculous. It's Alberta has like blood coming out of her head and, uh, Clara is running behind her. Um, so Clara, this is, this is really awful. I don't like, don't even know how to tell this in a not awful way. So I'm just going to say it in an awful way. So Clara, <laughs> Clara catches up to Alberta and smashes her fucking head in with a hammer until the hammer breaks. 
and Alberta is dead. And then, because that's not enough, she rolls a fucking 50-pound boulder onto her chest to be like, well, this way, she's really dead. Like, somehow has the fucking, like... How are you that strong? I don't know! She just has the energy to roll a fucking 50-pound boulder onto her body and is like, okay. That'll do it. The Los Angeles Times article I read was like, when Peggy had finished vomiting on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, no! So, when Peggy had finished vomiting on the side of the road, Clara, Clara told her to get back in the car. She told Peggy that if she... I mean, this is like Mean Girls times 800,000. <laughs> like, she's like, get in the car. She told Peggy that if she told anyone about this, even her own husband, she would kill her with a hammer, too. So, poor Peggy's like... Also, Peggy's like 22 or 23, and she's like, I don't know what to do. So, she goes... Clara, like, you're covered in blood. Because Clara was uh, drenched in blood. And Clara says... (laughs) That's what she said, and it's creepy. (laughs) Clara literally goes, get your handkerchief out and wipe my face off. (laughs) While she's driving the car. That's the shit we'd make Eva do. Yeah, Eva, wipe this blood off my face. She literally forced (laughs) Peggy to wipe the blood off her face and then was like, give me your gloves because Peggy was wearing gloves and made her give her her gloves so her hands would be covered because she had gl- blood on her yeah. hands and poor Peggy's like okay I guess um, and so then <laughs> Clara fucking dropped Peggy off and drove Alberta's brand new Ford back to her own house leaving Alberta's body behind she got home uh, she's still like covered in blood even though she's wearing Peggy's gloves um, and she throws her arms around her husband Armour and she says... With her bloody hands that are hidden she's, are wrapped around her husband She's right covered now? in blood. <gasps> she's just crazy. So she's like, give me your gloves so my hands aren't bloody. And now she's hugging her husband? Yes. Ooh, so yeah. she grabs her husband, Armour, and she says, quote, Darling, I have killed the one you love most in this world. Now I'm going to cook you the best supper you ever had. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And what do you think it was? Was it was it his lover? No, but what do you think the supper was? <laughs> was it steak? I don't know it. I'm just oh. wondering. <laughs> I thought I assumed like it. I just in a, in a to, real. I'm a, like fantasizing like what I mean, the, could the it classic possibly? answer would be like oh it's the body that she just killed. No, but God, she left no. It. That's not. I would imagine like no, no. She literally was like, I will cook you your favorite fucking meal. Oh, she meant that part romantically? Yeah, she was like, oh. I've done it. I've killed your love. I thought in the same deranged oh, way. No, she's no, like, I killed she's... her and now you're going to eat it. <laughs> no? Okay, I need a therapist. No, Got it. If you need a minute to catch up, that's fine. No, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> no, she just was like, thought this was like the most romantic gesture of all time. Okay, well, I hope then she cooked him steak. Let's go with that because okay. they didn't actually tell me, and I was actually really annoyed because I looked at a lot of articles, <laughs> and everyone was like, "She cooked him the best meal ever," and I was like, "Well, why the fuck aren't you?" If it's the best me? meal ever, it's newsworthy. Yeah, you yeah, yeah you write gotta, about it. You, if you're gonna know that, if you're gonna know how much of her hands are covered in blood, you got to tell me what she cooked. So apparently, she cooked him the best meal ever. And then, um, meanwhile, police obviously found the body of Alberta and said she was so mangled, it looked as though she had been attacked by a tiger. So oh, later, tiger woman. when newspapers got this info, they gave Clara, Clara, the nickname, 
Tiger Woman. Oh no. And I decided someone was going to draw this for me. So let's see what they drew. Oh my. Very different than what the answer is. Monique, Monique drew this, and I was like, you are very talented. Oh, you're here? Wow, I forgot. I actually, I feel like I knew that cause she wrote, like, see you later. And I was like, I gotta remember she's there. And I, <laughs> I know, but it was so good that I was like, mm. her highlighter is killing it. Look I know. Her but this bones. is from, um, from, uh, what, Married with Children? Is that a character from Peggy from Married with Children <laughs> as Tiger Woman? That's awesome. I know. I was like, God damn, people are t- People are talented, and it's not me. Uh, okay, so Tiger Woman, thank you. Thank you. Seriously, thank you, Monique. That's really a great drawing. <clears throat> so Armour, her husband, is like, oh, fuck, and he panics, and he tells Clara, you got to get out of here. So he drives, to, he drives her to Pomona. They abandon Alberta's car. Then they return to L.A. and spend the night at a downtown hotel before Armour then puts Clara on a train to Arizona. So he's like, goodbye, get out of here, I'll cover for you. Then, oh. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Ooh, wow. I know. what. A, I mean, she, she must have cooked a really good have, steak. <laughs> that sounds like really the best dinner Ooh. to just alter your mind. He's like, uh-uh. So a few hours later, he's like, oh, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, I've made a big mistake. mistake. <laughs> big mistake. Mm-hmm. Good one, Em. Good one, Em. I love it. I love it. Write that down, Eva. Um, so they, they drive. Okay, they did drive to Pomona. We already went there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in Arizona now. We're in Arizona, sure. So they rate. Okay, so he goes to the police, and he's like, my fucking wife murdered someone. And they're like, uh-oh, okay. So they raid the train. That's what they said back then. Oh, okay. They, <laughs> That's what I say, too. I'm, oh, uh, okay. Whoops. They raided the train, and she was arrested. And her child created a sensation. People were literally sending, like, love letters and flowers and candy to her cell because she was, like, a beautiful, white, rich lady. And they were like, oh, wow. You know, she's like a... She a was like a media, lady. yeah. She was like a media sensation, and people were in love with her. Um, I have a photo here. She was, oh, that's her. Well, that's her. Uh, that's her um, mugshot. I also love here that it says "Native Texas Housewife." I feel like that's that's quite a quite a title. Quite a title. You gotta really live up to that. So that's her. Um, but so. Uh, here's a newspaper article that says convicted hammer slayer. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, she escapes. I'm not allowed to tell you about that yet. Okay, let's stay there. Listen, I put the <laughs> pictures in the order. You told me I to put know, the pictures in. I know, I think I messed up the order. It's fine. I mean, we just got a little It's sneaky. my fault. It's okay, fine. so people were sending letters and flowers, and she was smiling in all her photos, and people were, like, her husband was always with her, like, no, I support her to the end. And then on the fucking stand, Claire has the gall to accuse Peggy, remember Peggy? Of being the one to murder her friend. And she's like, no, Peggy bought the hammer. And Peggy was the one who killed uh, Alberta. Can you imagine how jaw dropped Peggy? How awful. I know, poor, (laughs) poor, 
poor fucking Peggy is already like traumatized by watching this girl roll a boulder onto this other lady. <laughs> and then she's like, no, she did it. <laughs> poor Peggy. So poor Peggy is like, I really don't have anything to do with it. Now this, <laughs> poor Peggy is right. Now this is interesting. So there were, uh, there's like a jury. The three women on the jury wanted to see her hang. Um, Peggy? Yep. They, no, not Peggy. Peggy, oh, okay. Claire, Claire. I was Claire. like, what? So okay. nobody believed her story about got it, got Peggy. It, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, but everyone was like, you're so full of shit. So in the 1920s way that you say that. Um, <laughs> so the three women on the jury wanted to see her hang, but supposedly her smile had softened the hearts of the male jurors. She was just so sweet. And she batted her eyes. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. What an angel. Um, so the women, the female jurors compromised on second degree murder. Uh, so she was tried and found guilty of second degree murder. And uh, a few days later, I know I already kind of ruined this, but she... Uh, Let me guess. Sawed her way out of her jail, jail cell. <laughs> And escaped. I know, right? Apparently. She's not just a pretty face, guys. <laughs> I know you all thought it, uh-huh. but she apparently sawed her way out of her jail cell, climbed to the roof, and jumped to another building, and then they found six hacksaws in her cell. <laughs> apparently, apparently, the fact that she was like, kind of wealthy and like white and pretty like she had talked another like a guard into kind of helping her with the escape but still i need a couple hacksaws just six i only need you're not getting in trouble i'm not gonna get in trouble just just i'll pay you later (laughs) one hacksaw is not enough so six hacksaws later she fucking escapes and she's on the lam so hold on let me rearrange this okay all right Within four months, after a newspaper reporter tipped authorities uh, to her whereabouts, uh, Clara was found in Honduras. Yeah, that's where she'd escaped to. And she was brought back in handcuffs. Uh, She was in jail for 12 years. And while behind bars, um, these are some fun things she did. Oh, I can't wait. Do you want to know all the things she did in 12 years? Uh, Yeah, huh? Oh, yeah, here we go. One, she found religion. Wow. Two, she trained to be a dental technician. Three, she learned to play the saxophone. Four, she wrote and directed a play called A Satire of Stage Life. And five, she organized a seven-piece orchestra. Wow. Thank you, Claire, for your contributions to the arts. A Renaissance woman, thank you, indeed. (laughs) In a 1931 jailhouse interview... Uh, okay, should I see what's next? I don't remember. I mean, it's just, it's a game of, of luck at this point. Oh, oh yeah, we can look at that. Okay. Okay. So, this happened a while ago, but, so she was in court. I listened, I listened to you. I don't know why you listened to me, that's your own damn fault. Okay. Uh, so, so I didn't know what to do for this, and that's why we draw, so I did a court what did I do? A courthouse court. I don't even know. A courthouse chorus girl. And today, I was like, nobody sent me a fucking drawing for this. So I posted in our secret Facebook group. And I was like, send me fucking photos because <laughs> I need a lot of help. And um, I got two really great ones. <laughs> I love this. 
I like I how they both the show a little leg. Oh, there it is. Judge Hot Pants. <laughs> so this is from Kiara and Valerie. Thank you. So that's that. Oh, here we go. This is her missing on the lamb. Sorry. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, like, I was, like, the prepared one today. And all of a sudden, you're, like, doing my eighth grade report. It's only because that one headline I didn't realize said that she escaped and that ruined. I know. It was a snowball It ruined thing. the it's whole fine. thing. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Go away. You're not supposed to see that yet. This is so fun, isn't it? Okay. Okay, guys, so she's, anyway, she's a dental technician who's, like, religious now and has an orchestra or something. So she says, in a 1931 jailhouse interview, and I quote, I don't know whether I killed Alberta Meadows or not, but if I did, I did it for mother love. I fought with Alberta on top of Montecito Drive to protect the only love I have ever known. I did what any mother in the world would do if she saw her baby being, being taken from her. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> this is a dramatic reading. Oh. Do you want me to hold that? Anything? I don't you? know how to get this out. Uh, you're, you just got to really want it, I think. There you go. Ah, oh, Jesus. All right. Thank you. Armour L. Phillips is my baby. Wait, what? Her, hu- her husband. Oh, okay. Yep. Armour L. Phillips is my baby. He has been my only baby. He is my very life. And when I realized he was being taken from me, I thought, fought, fought, so that I might always have him. I know this is like slam poetry. I fought, fought, fought. <laughs> uh, I fought, 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 so that I might always have him forever. Now bow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really, even scared me. Wow, that was a wild ride. I feel really weird about that. Um, So she was released in 1935, so after only 12 years. Um, And people in California were pissed off because uh, she had been, basically she had been promised a guaranteed parole date because she she agreed not to fight her extradition from Honduras. So they were like, okay, well, if you don't fight it, then we'll guarantee to parole you after 12 years. So, there was, like, nobody had a choice. She was paroled after only 12 years in 1935. And when she was released from prison, hundreds of people gathered and shouted, Tiger Woman, Tiger Woman, which I don't know what that was supposed to, like, do. Yeah. <laughs> Support? I mean, it sounds like... I I'm sure she loved it. I mean, at the end, it at least paints a picture. It paints a picture, indeed. Um, and it really plays into my end. That's why we draw, so at least I can just... When in doubt. Yeah. There's the silver lining. It took like 80 years. <laughs> and it's just all for me. Uh, okay. So. Ba, 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 beep, boop, bop. <sighs> Shit. Okay. Uh, so. She actually was supposed to be released earlier, believe it or not. But she had lost some time because she had been writing explicit love letters to a man named Thomas J. Price, who was a young convict working as an electrician. And she was writing him very sexual letters, so they were like, we're going to add years onto your time. Oh. I know. So she got out after 12 years anyway and moved to San Diego to care for her mother. And three years later, she and Armour, her baby, baby, baby. (gasps) Baby, 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 baby. Got divorced. Oh. 
That was a good one. So that ended. Um, incidentally, Armour, her husband, while she was you know becoming a dental technician and all this fun stuff she did in jail, he also had a lively time while she was in prison. So um, at various times, he faced charges for assault at a Christmas party, traffic violations, grand theft auto, and running a bogus film school. Hmm. Who does that remind so, you of? Er- what? Bogus. Bogus film school? in general. I don't know. I don't know. What I, does it remind me of? Doesn't, doesn't, oh, that's a business school. I was thinking of Trump. I just saw it phony school and I was like, mm, and then I totally neglected right. film. Whoops. Here's what we got. We got. From- ah! <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Em, I fucking sent you these photos earlier so you knew this Listen, was Listen, I'm on propranolol right now. I'm blacked out. <laughs> M's like, so, I have a fun idea. It's not like I saw it two oh hours no, ago. I really totally, I'm not here right M's now. just blown up my spot. Okay, so the first one is a phony. These were supposed to be on two separate slides, M. But oh, that's fine. Um, a phony film school, get it? And then this one, somebody I didn't listen. I wanted to give it a little bit of like a, a heads up. Like, we're not political on this podcast. I just thought it was a funny thing to be like, oh, and so you can't even see it. What is I don't know. Oh, it says it's the uh it says it says it's the best film school ever. Ask anyone. <laughs> and I just that thought was good. I know, I thought that was pretty clever. So that was from Norman Amber, so thank you, Trump Film School. Um so I loved that. So Those that both really good. So that is the story of Clara. <laughs> crazy, crazy Clara. Let's see if I can put this back in. There you go. Anyway, thank you guys so much for coming out to our third live show. We love you so much. <laughs> it means so much that you're here. And that's why we Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.